not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. And oftentimes, the most righteous thing you can do is shake the table. I'm asking you to believe, not in my ability to bring about change, but in yours. There is always light, if only we're brave enough to see it, if only we're brave enough to be it. What's up, Bulls, and welcome to Lead Now, a spinoff of Lead On, where we talk to students that are driving change at University at Buffalo. Let's lean into their stories and learn how to lead now. Hey, Bills, welcome back to Lead On. You're here with Sarah and Kelsey. Happy Monday. Today, Sarah and I are here with Haley Sipersky, a UB senior and president of Residence Hall Association. Haley is studying business administration with a concentration in human resources and has a law minor. She's act- she has been actively involved with RHA for the past two years. Thank you so much for being here today, Haley. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Yeah, really excited to talk to you a little bit more about your involvement and everything that you do here at UB. Um, So to get us started, can you talk to us a little bit about your journey here at the University of Buffalo? Um, When did you get involved and why did you start getting involved? So coming in as a freshman, I wasn't exactly sure where I was going to fit in, like what I was interested in doing. Um, So I attended a lot of the engagement fairs the tabling outside of the student union during welcome weekend, all of the things that first year students were encouraged to go to. And my journey with RHA was actually like my first jump into leadership. I was in National Honor Society in high school and other smaller leadership style roles, but never really took that big step. Um, And I had gotten involved quite literally because I saw a moose sitting on a table. Yeah, it's one of my favorite stories to tell because no one really believes it until they see it. But RHA does have a four-foot moose because that is the regional mascot for our affiliation group. And I saw it sitting on a table and I was like, well, now what is that? And how do I get involved with that? So from there, I was able to talk to one of the then executive board members and kind of got an insight into what it is that RHA does and ultimately ended up going to a meeting for my whole council, which I lived in Spalding my freshman year. So I went to that first meeting and I was sold on it completely. Um, From there, I became the treasurer of that hall council and then the treasurer of RHA eboard my sophomore year, continued with that role my junior year, and then ran for president for this final year at UB. I really, I was looking to get involved because I never really had that involvement. I was also moving eight hours away from home to a school where quite literally nobody else I knew was going to. Mm -hmm. So I needed like something to get me into relationships and start building those relationships with like-minded people, which I really did find in RHA and in leadership at UB. Awesome. Oh, we love that. That's awesome. And for our listeners, just ignore the bark. (laughs) Um, And yeah, that's awesome. I like really resonate with your story because I feel like I was in a similar situation going into undergrad. Like I wasn't super involved, um, but got involved with student government um, as like a senator and then 
eventually worked my way up to the executive board um, and then was president my senior year. So um, I really like just resonate with how your like leadership, like each step you got a little bit um, further on. Um, so you've spent a lot of time on RHA and a lot of RHA is like teamwork, whether it's hall council or executive board. Um, what have you learned about being a team player? Um, but also in that, like transitioning to a president role where you're the leader. Yeah. Um, working with a team, especially a smaller team, like a smaller group of executive board members, was definitely a transition. I felt like a lot of the things I had done previously, I was more a part of that general body. Um, so it was different to like be on that team and be leading that team. And it was definitely a transition. It was definitely weird going into it, learning how to be a leader. And starting with that first year as a treasurer, I was a leader, but I was still more on like the back end side of leadership because I didn't have that bigger voice that I felt like leaders had to have, which now I do know that that's not necessarily the truth, but freshman year, I had no idea where that felt in leadership. So from there and going on to the executive board, I was working with a lot of big personalities. And I mean that in the best way, everyone had such great ideas and was everyone was so excited for everything that I continued in that like more silent, I'll look at the fine details kind of thing. Um, and I kept going with that until I realized that, okay, so I don't have to be the loudest voice in the room to be this great leader, to be this change, like on the student level, anything. So once I realized that it was actually my advisors, all three of the ones that I've had in RHA, who were kind of pushing me towards that, like, you can be a president. I believe in you. Like, you can do it. Actually, it was for my freshman year advisor told me I was going to end up as the president of the organization. And I didn't believe it then. And so <laughs> and here you are. <laughs> she's definitely right now looking back on it. Um, but I think one of the biggest things I've learned has been it's okay to not be the loudest voice in the room at all times. And sometimes leadership is taking that step back and letting other people facilitate the conversation, even if you are supposed to be the one in charge per se, or the president doesn't have to always make every final decision. And that's pretty much how our board is run, is that everyone has a voice and everyone's opinion matters. And eventually we do have to make decisions and mm -hmm. not everyone's gonna be happy all of the time. And sometimes I'm the one who's not happy with a decision. Mm -hmm. It's not always going to be your favorite thing that gets done. And that's just the reality of leadership and mm -hmm. learning how to work with that and still continue on what you're doing and continue to work as a team has been really important. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think you bring up a good point too, of just like, that's going to kind of ebb and flow. Things are going to change. And I feel like it's definitely um, a little bit eye-opening when you first become a leader and you're leading your peers because how do you manage like friendships versus leadership versus your teams? And so mm -hmm. um, definitely a really fantastic learning experience that I hope all students get the chance to have, um, but that I'm definitely really glad that you had. And I'm really glad that you had some wonderful mentors that encouraged you and pushed you along the way and, and really allowed you to believe in yourself. That's, that's huge and something that we consistently say kind of like weekly, like go find that good mentor. And it sounds like you had four really wonderful mentors. <laughs> definitely had four great people. And you're completely right about leading your peers because a lot of 
the people who have been on my executive boards have been my friends and have become my friends. So it's a weird situation when you're like, okay, well, I, I have this, like, I have to make a decision here. We have to like continue to work past. And sometimes like you have to put your friendship in a different mindset. It's not mm-hmm. always your friends you're working with. Sometimes it's really just the rest of your executive board and being able to separate the two. So you're not letting work affect your relationships and you're not affecting your relationships affect your work mm-hmm. is also equally important. Yeah, absolutely. So We've heard a little bit about your leadership experience, the reason why you got involved, but I'd love to hear a little bit more about your passions. Um, What specifically are your passions? What do you love? What do you love to do? Um, And how do you really integrate those in reaching your goals as a student leader here at UB? Yeah. Um, So something I've always ended up like, I knew at the end of the day, my path was leading me to law school. I've been saying it since I was 10 or so years old. And every single person I've told that from the time I was 10 to the time I was 17 was like, okay, sure. Like you're going to go to law school. (laughs) No. Yeah. Like I'll be four years undergrad, three years law school. Like it's one and then the next. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess like that has always been in my mind. And although I never really saw myself doing anything with government, it always interests me. So rather than go into the political side of government in the real like Washington DC vibe-esque type of thing, I was like, I'd rather do student government where I could help people but not feel as politically challenged all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that really played into my freshman year decision as to where I wanted to go. And I wasn't sure if like, my path would go beyond RHA and it really never felt like it needed to. I loved what I was doing more than anything. And I've told everyone who asked me, they're like, well, why not try to go like SA or higher or do something more? And I was like, cause I like this, like, this is what I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying meeting these students and having relationships with students. And I give a lot of credit to anyone who works in government because from the UB political side of things in the resident <laughs> halls and and above it's definitely something but <laughs> I definitely took that I want to go to law school thing and really tried to explore it um so obviously government was something I wanted to look at now I know that I don't want to end up in politics um not to say I don't like it, but I just don't think I can do it full time. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a lot. Yeah. But I also think that just meeting people and talking to people is something that I've always been like passionate about. I like to interact. I like to create relationships. And that's something that really helps me in that student leadership role is that I will talk to anyone and I will have a conversation with anyone about pretty much anything that they want to talk about. And if it relates back to what I'm doing with RHA, so be it. If not, okay, that's fine. It's a new relationship. It's a new person. And you never know where that person can help you or you can help them down the line. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing. I appreciate that. Yes, thank you. Um, So you kind of talked a little bit um, about law school and like future. Um, is that something that you're still looking towards? And if not, like, what are you looking forward to in the future? And why is it important to have these visions of the future as a leader? Yeah. Um, 
I'm absolutely still looking to law school. I actually finished my application rounds and cycles and all of that and I got into my top school. Awesome. So Congratulations. That, thank you. So I will be continuing on to law school next year, Very nice. uh, which is scary and exciting all at the same time. But I don't think I would be as set in my decisions if I hadn't always kept it in my brain and always kept it in the back of my mind. And not to say you have to have a set path in life starting at the time you're 10 years old, because that's not realistic, but always thinking towards the future has been something that's been so important for me because I wouldn't have realized that, okay, I need to start studying for my law school like admissions test back in the end of my sophomore year if I wasn't looking towards a goal, or I wouldn't have thought that I need to make those connections with the professor. Everyone always says you need to make connections with your professors, with your advisors, with mentors to get those letters of recommendation. And I never would have really thought about it if I never thought about going to law school. Not to say that those relationships don't always come naturally, but we're not at a very small school where you're having one-on-one interactions with professors on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So I do look farther into the future than some may say is a good idea. I don't stick to a life plan per se, but it definitely has helped me to plan out my like path to some extent because then it gives me the next step. Mm-hmm. I'm able to look to that next step. So I feel like having a vision or having something to look towards has really helped me as somebody who likes to make to-do lists and likes mm-hmm. to plan out my time and my day um, to know where I'm going. And because I knew where I was going, I'm now achieving those goals and getting to move towards that next step. And I couldn't be more excited for what that future holds for me. Yeah. Oh, that's huge. Well, congratulations on getting into law school. I feel like that's like a, in the few short minutes that I've known you, it feels like a lifelong dream. I love it. (laughs) I'm so excited for you. But I think that'll be fantastic. And and I agree. I think all of the things that you've done so far feel very intentional and have really supported your dreams to do what you want to do. And um, I think that relationship building piece, while not always directly related to our career path, certainly helps. So thank you for touching on that too. So our last question for you um, talks a little bit about advice. What is the first piece of advice that you might tell a student that is starting here at UB or really any student in general? I would say that the most important thing is not to take any experience for granted. Um, There's a lot of things that we are told to do and forced to do somewhat to some extent coming into your first year at school. Mm -hmm. You've got orientation, which is pretty much mandatory, but so helpful when you take away what you're supposed to take away from it. You've got all of the activity fairs that they encourage you to go to that so many students are like, no, I don't want to. You can find your favorite things in the world at those Mm -hmm. and find the place for you at those I did. I know it sounds ridiculous, but that four foot moose sitting (laughs) on a table really led me to my future as a freshman. So not taking those opportunities for granted and taking the chance. So talking to professors, if you're interested in the class, maybe TA next semester, or at least ask if they're looking for a TA. 
they may not know that they are, but if somebody offers and is willing to do the help, like do the work and help them, a professor may be more willing to have that spot available. Take a chance with internships outside of your major, even if there's something outside your major that interests you. So often we're told you have to kind of stick within these parameters. If you're a business student, you're expected to do internships and do them in the realm of business. But maybe that's not what you want to do in the future. Maybe this first degree is just a catalyst to get you to where you want to be. Taking a chance and taking opportunities is probably the most amazing part of undergrad because there's so many people around to support you and make sure that you can kind of like slip and fall a little bit, but somebody's going to be around to help pick everything back up eventually. So now is the time to take a chance and to find what you want to be doing. Mm-hmm. I think that's perfect advice. That's awesome. um, it's something we encourage here, at least in the student engagement office, we're always like, come to the involvement fairs. And note to self, uh, Kelsey, we're going to start bringing small animals, maybe around four feet to all yeah. of our involvement. <laughs> or, know, maybe maybe or get a student engagement mascot. Or to create some competition, real animals. AKA cute dogs. Yes. We've got two of them. Yes. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I think that's fantastic advice. And I really hope that students um, learn from you and hopefully take some of that away from this. So Haley, I just want to say thank you so much for um, your time today, for joining us, um, for providing some awesome advice, but also sharing your story with us a little bit. I think it's really important that current students hear from other current students and really understand um, where they are today, how they got there, and then where they hope they see themselves in the future. So very excited for um, everything you have going on. Congratulations again on getting into law school and congratulations on almost graduating. You're almost there. How exciting. Oh, it's such a weird feeling. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) But this is awesome. So thank you again so much for joining us today. And uh, we hope everyone tunes in next week. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for having me. Bye, Haley. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Lead On. We hope you join us next week to discover more secrets of great leadership. In the meantime, lean in and lead on.